Hi everybody and welcome to the Social GA podcast. This episode is sponsored by Mac G Financials, MCG Financials Services Limited, and you can find them at mcgfinancial.ie. Mac G Financials have been sponsoring Cork Social GA for the last year. Thanks to Gabby for all his help. Today I am joined by Paul from Social Hurling Derry, Brian from Lurgan, and Brendy from the world famous Half Pace Hurlers in Belfast. And over the next few months, we'd like to think that we'll get to talk to a lot of the other groups in Ireland that are playing social hurling or half-paced hurling or whatever ver- version of it you like to call it. And today what we're going to discuss will be various topics such as why we started, how it started, what difficulties we had to overcome to get it up and running and just a bit of chit-chat between the four of us. I hope that if you haven't started you can touch base with any of us on Twitter or contact us and we will give you whatever help we can to get you going. The more teams up and active the better. Right, so welcome everybody. Uh, my name is Colin Crowley from Social GA in Cork and I'm joined by Brian, Paul and Brindy from uh, Lurgan, Derry and the Half Pace Hurlers in Belfast. So let's just want to give a quick introduction there and just to, so people can get to know the voice with where you're from. So Brian, do you want to go first? Yeah, um, I'm Brian McKeveney. I took the lead from Brandy actually um, in Lurgan. I, uh, we have about 30 to 35 guys out reading regular. Uh, played hurling from when I was 10, 12 years old. And uh, although most people would say not exactly the highest standard, like I could have done with a few soft touch collie, but uh, never had them back in the day. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, all really, really enjoying it. And uh, that's why I just basically started up and learning. Excellent, Paul. Uh, man, Paul, I'm up with the guys in Derry. Um, we kind of start. I'm, I'm originally a Belfast man. I'm up in Derry now about ten years. Um, and we, I saw a, a thing. I was chatting to one of the guys from St Bridget's, um, an old club I played with in Belfast, and uh, he was trying to start something at the time. Um, he was kind of doing this kind of hybrid game where he changed rules and stuff like this. Here, um, he was trying to get adults involved, and what they were trying to do was trying to get the kids into the hurling by showing the parents, you know, getting them involved that way. So we start. We kind of looked at that, and then I saw the the piece that Cork put out <clears throat> about uh, you know how they started. And Brian again, Brian was was managing it, and uh, I had got in contact with Emma Brian as well. Um, spoke to Brian about this time last year. Brian won it. And, yeah, it was I. Yeah. And then we kind of what Brian's thing was to me was lesson Paul um, get a Twitter account. I never really used Twitter, and he said get a Twitter account. Start tagging us, start tagging different ones. Didn't it? Uh, and next thing, as Brian said, we started to develop and we grew. Um, we have only sort of been going this year, Colin, to be honest. Um, January and then with the whole start stop thing, um, we had we had up to about 28 members there. Um, we were getting out regularly, um, but again, it's COVID just this year. And I'm sure the lads are the same. Um, it's just kind of hit it. And you know, we get out, we started back last night. Um, it's more kind of just see who's about get them out again but again you know, you're back down your numbers are way down again um, and it's just trying to get lads who probably have got comfortable coming home from work on a Monday night and maybe whatever doing the kids homework or watching a bit of TV getting on the sofa so you're back to that again trying to get trying to get them out but no it's going great we have a lot of lot of positive feedback uh, which is great to see and a lot of and now it's still although we've been going on and off all year, we still had we had a new guy started with us last night, um, and you know you still we're, we're still we're still attracting people, which is great. Very good, and Brindy. 
Hey, uh, Brendan Murray from O'Donovan Russell Club in Belfast um, with the Half Pace Hullers. We're going just over two years now. Probably the first time I seen it was probably yourselves, Colm, um, on the social cork. Um, and we just fired it out and, you know, things just grew from there. Um, our numbers have been very good. Now, obviously, the last six months have been all over the show. Um, but generally, um, 35, 37s are biggest sort of numbers. Um, and just generally, everybody's missing at the moment. Just with, should we, with college at first, is an open just to, I think it's um, elite and sort of maximum 15. So it's not worth our while you'd, going. You'd fit the elite category, like, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. You'd fit the elite category. Yeah, I know it's well the boys, but basically, yeah, you know, <laughs> boys head, it was kind of all right. <laughs> <laughs> so we're 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 actually missing it. We thought we might have got a couple of runouts there just before Christmas, but um, it's just, it just hasn't panned out. And um, to be quite honest, I think January could be a bit of a mess as well. The way it's going here, you know, yeah. it's, um, yeah. just don't know what way Christmas going to go and yeah. the numbers and whatever. So January just mightn't be. But generally, from our point of view, it's I mean, it's just a great feeling to be hurling and. We have a big mix of clubs of boys coming down from Lurgan, um, Carrick Moore, you know, down just from everywhere, and it's just been it's just been a great buzz for everybody. They're playing a bit of hurling. It's it's chilled out stuff, you know. We don't do anything, you know. You turn up, give it your best, bit of banter, um, and everybody mixes. The thing we've found is there's a lot of new ones that haven't heard really before. We're starting to see a lot of them coming through, young yeah. ones. Um, now, what do you mean by you're, young ones? No, are you talking young as in me, 36, 37? Or I'm, talk, I'm talking 25 year olds. Yeah. Now, what the, there's no hurling, mm-hmm. but the pace, but I mean, it balances one out, you know, and um, they're very, yeah. very well. But see, after five or six weeks, you see the difference in some of them, you know, that yeah. they're starting to pick up. The problem is, once the ball's in their hand, they find <laughs> trying to get rid of it is a problem. Yeah. You know, um, but certainly they just love it. It's it's just a, you know, as us, we played, you know, played a game and we played decent enough standard club ways and whatever. And um, you, you know the boys yourself at, at our age to hit the ball, but these boys at their age, 25, just hitting balls and catching balls, full run, whatever. It's just a great feeling to see them really enjoying the game and improving every week. Yeah, like, uh, like as I said, down in Cork, for like we we probably started uh, i think we were two weeks ahead of you brendan when we got up and running um and like we would have had huge numbers at start but we, we were using the astroturf and parky creeve and it was a nice attraction there like people we were actually getting the dress rooms and all that and fellas were getting the shower inside in parky creeve before county players even played in there nearly um but i suppose we tried to do the football as well no the football wasn't as much of a taker um but we're actually kind of just branching that out to a Masters football because I know the Masters football is very strong in the, let's say, the top half of the country. Um, but we're, we're trying to let the footballers into that now. But the hurling has kind of just been, it's kind of just been consistent, like the same as what you're saying. And like the, I, I think one of the most interesting parts is the demographic of, of players we get in that I don't think anyone who is retired from playing competitively, and when I say competitively, that they've played at a high level until, let's say, any time in the last two or three years, they're not coming back yet. I think once they're kind of more than five or six years out of it, yeah. then they come back. Mm-hmm. And and also, like you're saying, Brent, we get a couple of, uh, of fellas, I'd say, who hadn't played since primary school. And when I say they played in primary school, the Hurley was putting their hand in. They weren't given an option. 
It wasn't yeah. like they were going out yeah. training with the club every week. And uh, and as you said, like a few weeks, um, a few weeks of training, like the and, and that's what it is. It's just a bit irregular putting Hurley in the hand, going out playing. The improvement you see out of those fellas is just huge, and the enjoyment they go to get out of it is massive. Yeah. Like, I uh, we had the same. We had two or three lads there, like they're um, late thirties, never left at a hurl before in their life, and then two to three weeks later, like once they come off the first time, they're all going, right, when we're we going again, when we're we going again, mm. and that's yeah. whenever we like we started off this year thinking, right, we'll just do our usual go one night a week. And then the boys were all listen, ah, we can't we can't make that night or we've ah oh, wanna go on all day. That's why they we branched out to the second day. And I thought, okay, the numbers might dwindle a bit. But if anything, the numbers went through the roof mm-hmm. on both nights sake, because boys were just getting mad keen for it. Like mm-hmm. yeah, I can bodies like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we used to do a weekend then, Brad Brad. Yeah, Sunday I we we would do a, we were doing a Sunday afternoon and a and a Tuesday evening. Yeah. So uh, See, we we had sort of recently, especially with the whole COVID thing, that was something that we started looking at and daring. Um, now the only problem that we we sort of have is that within within the county, there's only about really eight clubs um, that have senior hurling and Derry, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and they're spread out all over the county. So you see the trend faint. We we got Clawley, which is the, the club that I'm with. Which which was sort of central, which is great, um, and we were kind of looking in for another pitch, um, so we have to pay for for Claudia every week. So we were trying to find another pitch that maybe we wouldn't have to pay for, um, so that if the numbers weren't as big at the weekend, and they try and develop it that way as well. Um, but our problem is trying to find somewhere that like, the lads on a Sunday are willing to mm. go to, you know. Mm. We we've touched we touched really well with the college of first you know it's very very central and falls road as, yeah. as you as well know and I mean it's just everybody drops just in from all you know all areas from there and it's yeah I mean it's neutral as well um, we didn't really want to get involved in using a pitch I mean Club. probably from an insurance point of view so the college of first is really ideal for us and I mean we have our slot booked and everybody knows Thursday night you know that's it you know we're we're we um we do the odd, the odd Saturday, you know, the social Saturday, the famous social Saturday. We haven't got a crack at it in a way. Um, I'm still waiting, still waiting for the invite. <laughs> you know, so there was lined up for the end of March, and sure, that, that, I know, that, it's, that but everything did. just kicked in, and Jesus, we were yeah. ready to go. I think it was probably about a week away, wasn't it? And yeah, it was, it was a week away, and that was it. Yeah. The, the show was wrecked. So, um, but you know, we found it the, the neutral base, and it brings in. A hell of a lot more. I think if you go to sort of club setup, some players just go, oh, I forget, you know, I don't like. So the neutral setup is definitely the best way to go, you know. So yeah, I think it's it's something we probably discussed before, Brind, about. Um, I know we were chatting about uh, like you could go to if you had a club and a club had a facility and a huge amount of players that you could base it out of there. But I suppose we kind of came to an agreement that. We think the model we're using is is a good model in that we're open door. We're not we're not a, we're not situated in one club, and we're not pulling most of our players in that club because look, we know the GA massive rivals, and if the club down yeah. the road are doing something, unless you know that yeah they're very welcoming and stuff like that, it mightn't be as as was you mightn't be as willing to do it. Whereas when it's just this is where it's on, it's not affiliated to any club. Um, like it is much more attractive to the average the average Joe, isn't it? 
know, it's definitely trying to keep it neutral is the main thing, you know, um, and getting every club involved. And, you know, there's plenty of banter with Twitter or whatever, but we try and keep, you know, there's a bit of the odd banter about club, but it's generally yeah, a neutral that we involve, you know, half case hurling with and, and everybody buys into it and, um, you know, they all support it and the feedback's been good, you know, so. Well, where, where, we, where we are sort of at is with the club, although we are with the club, because the way it is with us in Derry is there aren't too many venues that are the 3G that are neutral, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Like the schools, ju- schools don't just don't have this, don't, just yeah. don't have these facilities where we are. So the club, the club that we're with is Clawley. They don't have hurling. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Now we have started, I started hurling there two years ago. And part of the thing, part of my thinking was that, um, that by having the half pace hurlers or by having the social hurling on in Clawley, I have actually attracted a few of our guys in the area that wouldn't travel mm-hmm. um, to Balmer Screen or wouldn't travel in the in the Maya and the Derry or wouldn't travel, you know, anywhere else really to do it. Um, it has pulled lemons in, and it has kind of galvanised a bit of support for me and what I'm trying to do at underage level. Mm-hmm. Um, again, the same as yourselves, guys who probably have never played or have played in primary school are suddenly now. Thinking, God, this 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 is actually good. This is good for the community. It's great for the area. It's great for for guys of our age. But do you know what? Uh, there's an underage um, structure here being developed. Uh, let, let, let's try and get behind this. You know, yeah, So that's 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 what how it's working for us at the minute. So we don't have that rivalry thing as yeah. such yet because, um, you know. As I say, there's only there's only, I think there's eight clubs in the in the whole of the county, and Claudia isn't one of them. Yeah, the, 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 you know, at, at, at senior level. Mm-hmm. Probably the big thing is everybody. There's a lot of people still coaching. You know, we see a yeah. lot of half base hurlers, and probably the same everywhere. They're still involved in coaching, and yeah. you know, it's probably it's more a winter thing where you know some of the stuff shuts down for the coaching end, yeah. where you see the big numbers. You know, mm-hmm. in the winter, because you the, find. You find a lot of boys, you, they just can't make since Thursday night could be somebody coaching the Camogues or the ladies footballers or they're on their 10 team. That's their slot on the pitch. You know, yeah. you don't see them. And um, there's, there's still a lot still involved in their clubs, you know. I know from uh, one problem we found was trying to find a slot. And there was actually a wee bit of kickback from actually our senior panel on this year. Because our, one, our Tuesday night is hurling night in in Armagh and a lot of the boys were all going like you know no you should be coming down watch your seniors and all play the numbers from our guys the social hurling going to watch the seniors after our matches or after we play went through the roof and whenever I was asked about it I said in all fairness lads 10 or 12 of the guys that are playing with us are coaching every other night of the week mm-hmm. so when exactly would you want us to set this up yeah. that we're giving our coaches some some way of blowing off steam that the they're not away, you know. They can turn around and they can actually enjoy hurting themselves, like the way they used to as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, look, I suppose before we go any further, the insurance thing for anyone listening that, that is thinking, how do we get started or whatever? Like the insurance thing, that was that was the biggest obstacle I thought we'd have. I presume it was the same as yourselves. Um, but it, but there's actually it's just it's a simple sign a waiver form um, that you're taking part of your own free will and validation, and if you get killed, mm. it's your it's your own fault. <laughs> You know, it was grand size, but that is the, the biggest stumbling block. But just one thing that does seem to differ across the country is the rules. 
and I just I'd be interested to hear what like we don't have any rules. As Brian well knows, he just tell you what he actually thought about bringing rules in. He thought about bringing rules in whenever a couple of Lurgan boys actually went. It's actually a remind you of the Limerick boys on Sunday. You know the Waterford boys trying to get a free. It just that's how it's hurling. You just get. Rip the pieces. There's even there's even a there's a referee that uh, will not mention his name, but he's he's brave and he's a brave and hard fullback, isn't that right, Brenda? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I suppose like the I suppose the main thing the main thing is um, when when we would have started it was we would have said non-contact. No, there's obviously contact because it's a competitive sport and it's a field sport. But I suppose we just say no aggressive contact. Um, no. I, regard, I don't know what happens up in Cluster first there, but um, I know that like we just know the odd time it does get a small bit competitive, and you would see a few more tackles going in than, than usual. But I think I think what one of the things that all players are conscious of, especially the, the ones that are more seasoned hurlers, let's say the fellas that would have played later into their career, is they're conscious of who they're tackling. That you know yeah. if there's a good fella. Yeah, you can win a little bit harder on him because you know you got to slow him down. But if there's a fellow who started or it's his first or second night, and like you're talking about earlier on, the fellows who haven't played in twenty or mightn't have played since primary school, and them catching a ball or jab lifting into the hand is a success, fellas kind of sit off them a small bit, you know. And yeah, I, I presume that's is, yeah. like is it the same the same all over? Like yeah, is it definitely is. You probably find out you're getting lumped more by your old club players <laughs> trying to get a wee back back on you you know more than anything but you know any of the sort of weaker hurlers you know we try and sort of let them once get their space and um, yeah. you know the big things about hitting the ball or catching the ball and you do give them that bit of space mm. so it's normally more competitive when it's decent hurlers up against each other one-on-one mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. they know themselves you know they work it out themselves at times you know so that's yeah. normally the way it, it works itself out really and how how do you pick this, how do you pick the teams on a, on a night in? Because I presume it's is are you the lads picking the teams? Like I I'm the one to going around with the bibs the first night or each night trying them out, trying to balance up the team, make sure right that fellas on that team, make sure now that this other fellas on that team to mark them, you know, kind of thing. No, they obviously don't mark each other, but that there's the counterbalance. Um, like it, it, would you do something like that, or is it just a case of grab a bib or what? Well, with us, it's basically boys go out to have a bit of a puck around. About after five ten minutes, it's everybody fires the stick and the and the thing, and it doesn't matter. One of the boys normally the newbie goes in, splits the sticks, yeah, and then you sort of look and go, right, he's not splitting that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, from our point of view, we we've it's the same. You puck about for ten minutes, everybody arrives, gets sorted, and then we've just two sets of bibs, red or yellow, and just pick. Now the boys are watching, you know, some of them like to match up, you know, it's, it can be a bit sort of at times, you know, you see the boys going red or somebody going yellow and they know, but generally it works itself out. We just don't pick a team. Um, mm. Very rarely does it be really one said, you know, sometimes the first half or, you know, the good team is, but it works itself out. You know, it's yeah. the odd time you might throw, you know, a change over one or two, but um, we don't pick teams at all. It just okay. doesn't happen, you know, so. Yeah. Well, the way we have been, I, I sort of do what you do, Colm. I, I kind of go around and I, I, I've spoken to Brian about this and Brian has said that about me, but what, what we're finding is with a turnaround, we, we wouldn't have the same guys every week. Yeah. Um, and because you're pulling from the, the different clubs, maybe seven or eight clubs, and then there's guys like me who are blow-ins, mm-hmm. who are maybe going up, like we had a guy from Port of Ferry and stuff who's living in Marfelt now, wouldn't really know and hasn't heard when he was up and down and stuff like this. So, um, 
I go around the camp because I know some of these guys would be like, oh no, no, no. So I go around and just throw the bibs out for a couple of reasons. One, it gets a, it gets a, the game started quickly, mm-hmm. uh, and two, it doesn't pay, I, it doesn't put them under that much pressure. You know, if they come back and they start to see the thing averaging out, then we'll, we'll, we'll split the bibs and go right, lads, off you go. You know, mm-hmm. um, but at the minute, with especially with the start stabbing with the COVID. Uh, I, we we do five ten minute puck about and then I find a bibs around quickly while they're doing that mm-hmm. and then I just say right after ten minutes right lads let's go let's go you know straight in it and we get in it and we uh, and off we go you know um, and that's that's how we do it there you know yeah like I know when we used to be in Park and Creeve let's say we'd always kind of have hot, mid mid to high twenties um, so you'd you'd have four we'd have four teams um, and that's it I'd see it as kind of the ideal model playing seven aside kind of. Uh, 60 meter pitch maybe, and like it's just plenty of space you're playing 40 yards wide you know it's, it's plenty of space Um, but what we started doing towards the end of that last year before the, the lockdown let's say was we were basically we were having a case where there was a lot of us coming together there might be three or four friends coming together and every night everyone split up and I suppose I keep going back to because I'm a coach a full-time coach with the GA and I keep going back to the kids a lot of kids come to the GA to be with their friends so we just said right yeah. lads go with whoever you want you know um, no, usually did work out. I might have to move one fella if there was like there's always kind of two fellas tried to go together and they were the two best players in the whole place, you know. And I'd always have to split them. But other than that, it was grand. But like I suppose, ideally, what we do um, when we're in Parky Creek, we have space. As I said, the sort of seven aside model I think is best. Um, but no, we're, like we're in Black Rock now at the moment, and it's a bit. We've only got one pitch, so we kind of have to play seven aside or eight aside or whatever it is. Um, but do do y'all are you limited with space that you only have a, a, a normal five a side size astro available or like I know you've got the full size in Belfast, Brendy. Do you just go fifteen on fifteen every night? Is it or whatever? Yeah, no, but it's really you know based on numbers. You know, we pull it the nets make come out to twenty one. It just depends on yeah. numbers really. Um, you know, we sort of and everybody calls it. What do you think? Some of them aren't full pitch like, but mm. um, you know, if it's just, if the numbers are down twenty five, you may come out to twenty one. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, the numbers have been good, so we've just been going full pitch. Yeah, Brian. Aye, with us during the during the summer, we play on we play on grass down down the local one of the local pitches, like so. It's um it's three portable nets, so we can vary it that way. But during the during the winter, we use two of the local GA clubs um four G pitches. So one one's a wee bit tighter than the other. So, yeah. uh, there was one night last year we we're sitting there and with the with 18 on a wee small 5, 5G pitch, which I said, right, yeah. <laughs> move the ball in the way we go. Like, and I'm surprised you could actually strike the ball. It was, that, <laughs> it, was it was a bit, bit, bit tight, like, but no, um, it all so, depends on where we are. Like, some, yeah. the last time the boys were out, they already out, and we just decided, hey, what, we'll run two pitches, you know, two wee half pitches, mm-hmm. or side by side, and just that, you know, would be small. How, how do you find, how do you find that? I actually, I wasn't there, but the boys, yeah. um, whenever they had to sort of half remix it sometimes because it's sort of like it was one bunch of young fellas that you know never heard before, and they were against probably three or four boys that have played our one junior ti- junior titles the past couple yeah. of years. Like, so it's sort of like, like come on, we mix it up a wee bit that way, you know. But, um, the boys enjoyed it all right because it was too tight a space for the, the numbers or again, yeah, that day, like. Yeah, Paul, do you be the same, I suppose, this? just what you have? Yeah, well, the way we work it is we, we sort of, we, we pay, we pay for the for the use of the pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's only, all well, we have, we have a, 
a three G pitch. So it's you have the goals on one end, the goals on the other end. They're fixed goals, you know. Um, now you also have the use of uh, the smaller goals, like the lads we're talking about, and there's kind of dotted round round the pitch. Uh, there was one night, sort of, um, it sort of happened by accident that we used. There was the, girl, the ladies training, the ladies were football were training on the other on one one half of the pitch, so we played ten on ten on the other half, and uh, it was it was good, but it was definitely definitely far more physical. Mm-hmm. You know, boys were getting up ended, sticks were breaking. <laughs> you know, it was definitely like it's it, very hurling for you, but it was good. <laughs> I, but it was good. It was really good. <laughs> And it was tight. It was real, real tight, you know. Yeah. Um. But I don't think I, I think it would put people off mm-hmm. if it was like that every week. Yeah. Um. And the other thing is, you know, especially this time of year, you see if we were having sort of we we play we just play split the, split the whole thing down the middle and play for the hour. Yeah. Um. If we were having a team sort of sitting off and rotating the teams, mm-hmm. it, it would just be too cold. Yeah. If you only need one pitch. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm saying bigger so. ones like to drop out the corner forward or corner back or out the wings, you know, yeah, because or in the goals, whatever. Yeah, the same you, you find out the same boys, you know, come sort of a drop in the corner forward or corner back, you know, just out of the way of the main hub of what's going on, mm. just to get the loose ball or whatever, you know, yeah. settle them into it. And that's yeah. normally the all the big guns are all up in the middle of lumping lumps at each other. The one thing that we've found even with the with the knee days as well, we were talking about the rules earlier on. Uh, we have a general talk the first three weeks. None of the none of the experienced guys come here. Give them the ball and let them just get a fit. You know, they've never heard, give them the ball. Yeah. Let them let them play away. It may slow it down for maybe five seconds, but it's more our main aim is to get the guys to enjoy themselves that they want to come back. Yeah. They're not going to enjoy themselves that they want to come back if they get the yeah. first first five minutes. Like. Yeah, and I suppose there'd be a large part of my thinking as well. Like it'd be like the closest type of hurling to what we play below, let's say in Cochran, where in a ideal setting, practically three, whatever, with 25, 26, it'd be under nine, under 10 goal games in that it's small side, it'd be at seven or eight a side or whatever it is. Um, you know, there's going to be lots of goal scoring opportunities. Uh, there's lots of space on the ball. Now, as I said, just because of the pitch is so big, there's lots of times so that does give the weaker fellas that bit of extra time. Plus, the pitch is probably a bit longer when the good fellas can't solo that far, take it, go from one end to the other. Um, but it's just kind of, it's just that kind of playing freely without any any manager telling you what to do, where to go back or to tackle or anything like that. But I suppose it's just the one thing that I'd love every night and, and I kind of say this, you know, and anytime I'm playing is I'd love every fella to actually score a goal. And if yeah. every, if every player that comes, if we're playing, if we're playing seven aside, you're much more likely to score a goal than if you're playing 12 or 13 aside, you know? Um, and, and especially for the weaker fellas, the fellas that mightn't be, mightn't have played in a long time or whatever for them to score a goal is like, it's ecstatic. It's like yeah, it's like a child. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like a child scoring their first goal in, in a goal games match for the club. You know, um, that kind of elation that they have. You know, and that's a surefire way of getting them back. But it's um, like it's something that that we try. No, I'm not saying we everybody gets it. But you know, if I was up forward now and I scored one or two goals <clears throat> or seven or eight, I'd uh, I didn't oh, go back and I'd push the full push the full back, go up forward and try to get them on the goal. You know, 
So it's, it's really great. Really tell you, like, I, um, there's a couple of times that I was down in Belfast and got over the halfway line that the, the nose started dropping blood and I said, I don't wait back. But it's always good. It's always good to have a laugh off of Villadina for who might be back for the whole game and he goes up forward yeah. and he misses a sitter and you'd be like, hey, get back, get back. Um, you, you find the boys have played over the years, they all dress back in their rumbization suit. Yeah. We, we find, you know, you know, players have played for a club. They drift in the same position again. You know, he yeah. goes a wing back. He, he's a wing. Full forwards go to full forward. The full backs. You know, you find that they sort of have their wee niche to drop back in their same spot again. So they do, you know. Yeah. And do you all do goals only or goals and points? Goals only. We do. Especially on the wee goals. Goals only. Goals we only. do. No, well, we do goals and points. Um, oh. We would do goals and points. And then, and then if, if our numbers are low, we would uh, we would do points only. Okay. It's all plenty of wades, like goals, goals on wades, plenty of wades. Wade brand shoots. Plenty of goalkeepers getting hit for the ball, and I suppose that's the next one. Then, like we we use uh, we use a quick touch ball, and we've got ridiculed for it by over the years. And before <laughs> before that, before that, it's not, use... it's not, it's not going away, you know. <laughs> and before that, before that, we used a tennis ball, and I suppose look. Let me give my reasons across now because I suppose 160 characters on Twitter or 260 or whatever it is doesn't give it a chance. But like the, the thing is, when we're playing goals only seven aside, there is a goal chance every 30 seconds. And for a lot of players, if you're an actual, if you've played hurling recently and you're comfortable standing goals and a fella taking a shot from 10 yards out, that's grand. But most fellas aren't comfortable in that situation. And here I played in goals the junior being the club last year. But if a fella's still 10 yards out, I'm kind of going, ah, oh, shit. Um, <laughs> So, so we started off with a tennis ball based off that. Just again, like I'm conscious, we're all a bit older, a bit slower. And what we found with the tennis ball actually is the tennis ball is very forgiving. That your first touch was really forgiven. If you like, if you if it wasn't great, the tennis ball. That's actually, how we could be last year. You stroked us with that tennis. Ah no, first are, touch thing. And then we, uh, but we've we've upgraded to the quick touch since. Um, yeah. I'd say around this time last year, we probably upgraded to the quick touch. Um, just, just the lads wanted what we found with the tennis ball is that the tennis ball won't go 65 yards if you hit it. Mm-hmm. The tennis ball no. will go 40 yards and it gets slower as it goes, so it just sh- it makes the pitch a little bit longer in that you can't have sc- you can't be scoring from everywhere. But quick touch is actually similar. If I if you're five yards away from me and I drive quick touch at you, you're gonna feel it. Um, yeah. but if you're 60 yards away, the quick touch won't reach you. Mm-hmm. And as yeah. I said, it just shortens the it makes the pitch a little bit longer. Um, and it slows down, it slows the game down a small bit. And again, it's a bit more forgiving because it's a bit bouncier. For the fellow who doesn't have a great touch, it's a small bit forgiving. But uh, but look here, straight up, the main thing we're conscious of is that where it's going to be lots of goal chances, I don't want to be standing goals with a fellow drilling the ball at me. And we actually, we had, um, who do we have? We'd one of the lads from Galway down one night. And, oh, Jesus, he must have scored 20 goals. And every single goal... The keeper was gone. Here, lads, change it. <laughs> he was <laughs> he was driving it in, and I mean, no, like the rest of us trade. We trade, you know. And well, we to feel like that as well, but yeah. generally, you know, if you're six yards out, you play the corners or you go easy. You know, it's there's one or two still think, you know, it's yeah. You know. But what we find is that lads kind of panic when they get that close, and you know. If you're if you're Jordine now and Jordine is coming down, Jordine would just there'd be no panic. He just tap the ball, tap it into the corner. But you know when other fellas get a ball that close, they kind of just hit it, mm-hmm. and usually they hit it at the center of the goal where the keeper is, and yeah. uh, usually the keeper gets a red arse off it um, or something. But but I suppose that's why we use the quick touch and the tennis ball. So our rest of you size fives here. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, we're all day long. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and especially especially if Donal Logue's going up the up the Belfast one day, it definitely will be the same thing. That right, Brandy? He's winding people up, so he is up here big time. No comments. No comments. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, like, look. Other than that, then I suppose like the the main part the main part of it. Look, the reason we started is because I. I played, I'm still playing junior B at home and junior C and whatever grade the club will let me play. Um, but three years ago, we played We played three matches in championship. We got beaten. Uh, we got beaten, I don't know, was it, the, the opposition scored 30 points against us the first day in junior B hurling. And 30 points in junior B hurling now is ridiculous, right? Um, you are bad. You must be bad. Well, do you know what? They, 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 actually, they actually had a fellow start in midfield who was a Cork minor the year before. And they brought on a fellow who was a sub for the Cork Miners the year before that at halftime. Um, so that's the kind of opposition we were up against. But we got absolutely annihilated. But I enjoyed the match. Um, mm-hmm. The losing didn't really affect me that much, you know. I was disappointed, obviously, and you prefer to win. The next day we went out in, we won a game. We beat a team, so you can imagine how bad they were. Um, and then we went out another the next day in the I think it was the quarterfinal of the East Cork Junior B, and we got beat. I think we conceded... 10 goals in the match. Again, another 30 plus point beating. Were you but, in that? No, I wasn't. <laughs> but to that, I did, it, as I said, it didn't really bother me losing. I'm gone past the whole thing of it being, you know, I'm playing junior B, I'm playing for the crack, but I just really enjoyed playing. And I said, there has to be another way we can do this. And I suppose that's why we started. Um, and what we found is that lads are doing more things now like I'd, I'd one of my best friends from Dublin was down with us one time and he was a dirty he is a dirty cornerback he's still playing junior above in Dublin but he was a hard he was a dirty cornerback but he was doing backwards hand passes and flicking over the head and stuff like that and you're kind of going if he did that in a club game now playing senior for Crumlin he'd be whipped off by the manager and probably beaten up and down the street you know um, but I think there's a huge amount of freedom for players to express themselves like isn't there yeah I know there's nobody nobody's giving off of you you're trying to, you know, just express yourself as you are, you know, but um, nobody gives off whenever, you know, somebody less is bad mail, you know, there's no big deal. It's, it's just, you know, it's all about just trying to get involved and enjoy it really, you know, so we don't, we don't go too mad about anybody. And everybody starts showing off, we sort of say that, right, go up and slow him down a wee bit there, you know, and we always get a better banter about, you know, certain players, we keep them, keep them on their toes, so we do, you know. What what we found was because club like club hurling's getting that serious, there's an awful lot of the fellas that play with us dropped out very, very early. Okay. You know, they're you're talking now like you're talking constant photos of boys being you know, you could look at a senior team WhatsApp group now, you get boys ah, in the gym or away for a you know, this, that and the are. And the boys, it got too serious. So what we, the reason we started up was because there's plenty of lads that hadn't heard for quite a while, and have been saying, ah, "I'd love, I'd love to get back at it." And then there's the off fellas that you know maybe missed being about, you know, the, the crack and the banter. Like you know, I, I put it one way. They said, "Look, the great, the superstars get banter, and the other guys get time on the ball and they get you know encouragement." Mm-hmm. Like we all, um, one fella, we call him, we call him the wizard because every every now and again, I reckon he has picked three or four slithers in his pockets because he pulls them out of everywhere. He's, the hands are going left, right, and center. But no, there, there's plenty of like flicks and we say it's all you know, flicks and tricks because you're guaranteed you'll get a wee, you'll get a wee, wee backward hand pass or, or the, the ball will come off somebody's stick. Go, I meant that, I meant that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> no, it's all about it's all about crack and banter and getting the boys together and having a laugh. Like. And like answer me this thing: Why? How come Ulster social hurling is the is the Lee McCarthy standard of social hurling in Ireland? Say, <laughs> so I, I, I just think with the, the Twitter thing, you know, you know, it's. It's getting it out there, and you know anybody's flicking through Twitter. I wasn't a big Twitter follower myself, I guess. Mm. But you had to put up, uh, um, you had to get something going. That's why they say the other boys. That's what's all about, and um, everybody retweeting stuff. And I mean, generally, ours is basically anything to do with hurling. If you think it's worth retweeting for somebody to see it, you know, I mean, some of the matches, some of the players, whatever. If it's worth retweeting, sure, it's, it's you're just thrown right there to people and that's what we're doing and you know there is a bit of banter or whatever and, mm. uh, but generally it's just getting it out there social hurling thanks to sleeping Janet it's going to be massive yeah. if we can get a run at it yeah it's just, yeah. It's just working yeah. it out here um where the GA comes in yet you know at the moment mm. everybody's doing it off yeah. their own bat and you know we'll go to Albertstown once a year but which is fine but yeah I just I don't think you know it's just but as you said, I, I agree with you, Brendan. Like I, I remember when I went up there and made a presentation, probably I don't know, it was January or February, um, after we started in the November. Like it was uh like I was just saying, like you look at the amount of players that play in clubs and that the amount of players that retire between the say or give up between stop playing between the age of nineteen and twenty-three is huge. And the amount of players still playing then. Like there has to be something for the fella who isn't the senior hurler or the intermediate hurler or the first team hurler in his club. And if it's a competitive club, he, there has to be something for the third team hurler or the fourth team hurler or whatever it is. Or that fella who, the fella who really enjoyed going up with his friends at under 16 and minor and now there's just four of them in a senior team and another four in the intermediate team. Four fellas gave up and there's only two of them playing with the third team. There has to be something for him better than what's yeah. already there because the alternative of like I know playing junior B like is like you you can train as much as you want but really there's not a huge amount of junior B players train unless they're on the junior A panel let's say in my club let's say sorry um but there has to be something for the fella there has to be something for the social player is what we would have called them we would have called them I don't know they, they when, when everything's fine you're guaranteed every week hurling mm. you know mm. it's there for you. you know it's junior B's maybe three matches in six months you train away you know, there's very little in it. You know, if it's a football one week, whatever, you know, mm. it's just, it's not set out where you're guaranteed. You know, if you're working, whatever, you know, you're not guaranteed much. At least the social hurling, everybody has their set dates and you know your highlight of the week is going on a Thursday night yeah. or a Sunday or a Friday. That's your hour. You know, a lot of boys play five aside for 20 years soccer. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's their highlight of the week. Mm-hmm. You know, Friday night might have been five aside for people at six o'clock or seven. They'll go for a couple of pints. You know, that's you know, this, we've ever set times, and that's what you're trying to do for people provide you know something there during the week that you're working towards, and you know you're you're going to enjoy it. Like. I know what take off for us was there was one one Tuesday last it was last June, and it was ter- I mean it was coming down sideways. The rain was coming down sideways, so much so that every GAA club, every football club. And in the in the town, every our our own seniors called off training because they were all no, it's too wet, too wet. We had twenty two lunatics running around the gardens, mm. so much so that there was hurls slipping out of people's hands and they were flying everywhere and and such. And we actually five of the senior boys came down thinking, ah, there's no way this is on. There's no way this is on at all. And they just sat for five minutes, 
and it was the older boys, and they actually came up at the end of it and said, listen, I'm thinking about hanging the boots up this year. Would be all right at the end of the year after everything's over and done with. If I come down, you'll just have a couple of sessions with the boys just to see what it's like. And every one of them, or two or three of them came down, and one of the fellas turned around and said, Brian, I've been playing hurling, senior hurling for now, going on 20 years. I've never laughed as much as I have in the past. Kenneth was on to be a day about what's happening, you know. So he was. I don't come down to us. Um, I suppose up, up where we're at, um, it's the same. It's the same thing. It's the same story. And I mean, I'm listening to the, the three, the three years yourself, Colm, as well. You know, and it, it's that camaraderie. You know, it's that coming together, of people. And as Brendan says, you know, every week, uh, you're you're guaranteed a match. You're guaranteed a game. Mm-hmm. And you know, at the end of the day, you know, you can do as much training as you want. You can do as many nights in the gym or as many nights at drills or. But we're all the same when it comes the at the end of the day, we're all just looking to play a match. And if you know, if you if you contact me on a Monday night, you will get a match and die. Every week. Uh unless unless there's snow where there's oh, you've had your fair bar of snow there, Paul, haven't you? The snow nights are been brutal, hasn't it? <laughs> this is your first two what? weeks or something, you were snowed out, weren't you? Uh actually. It was mm-hmm. the same thing, remember? It was right. we we started we had a date to get started, and then a snow arrived, then we had to put it off. We we got a week out of it, and then we had another two weeks of snow. But it's the same thing, and lads have, and that, that is really what has pulled. And there's I'm telling you, there's guys traveling half an hour, forty minutes, mm-hmm. one yeah. way, yeah, every week or the same. Yeah. to play the social hurling and get involved. And uh, we have a WhatsApp group, and all we do every week is I say to lads, listen. Stick up a wee thumb emoji or thumb down emoji if you're, if you're coming on Monday night. And the lads know what to do. The thumbs go up. We count. We know many people's going to come. Uh, and then that, that's us. We go Monday night, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, bang it out for the hour. And then everybody's away home for the next yeah. week. And that's it. It's just, it just that's, it's that simple. Mm. You know, there's no. It is. It's, it's simple. It's simple. If you make it as simple as possible, you yep. know, you're not chasing after anybody. It's, yep. it's getting it out there and it sorts itself out. You know, there's no real big rules. When everybody turns up, they all know the yeah. form. We introduce, we go around everybody, introduce, um, you know, every what club we are. I mean, we have a lot of people call themselves half-pace holders now because yeah. they're not actually involved yeah. with the club. <laughs> That's fact, club. You know, so they're half-pacer, yeah. more or less. I think I done that the, fir- the first after after we set up. I done that, I went up and you know, said, I am the uh, lurking social and everybody just, I tell you, there's a couple of boys just last couple of boys looked at me as in, what's that all about? And, but all the rest of the boys have been following it, you know, because of the likes of the Twitter and stuff like that there, as, as Brandy said. Like. Yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah. um, no, it's, if we keep it simple, it's, you know, everybody's tuned in. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's easier for us sort of trying to manage it. You know, it's, yeah. the system's easy. You turn up, you play a bit of hurling, you go yeah. home. There's nothing. Yeah. The Twitter stuff sorts it out from there, you know. Yeah. 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 I said the biggest hassle you had all year was talking about the, the gear. For all four of us. <laughs> I will be. But we ended up about 110 jerseys. Go away. That's unreal. 110. If there was a one Brandy needed By protection we, of a couple of hers leaving the college. It was that nice. Uh, it was, there was a money bag there at the side, and I was going, right, somebody needs to stand beside this. Was, they were all just piling in, right? There's mine paid. Um, and we, we ended up, um, we got a bit of a deal, and each jersey was a donation. Yeah. You know, or a part of the money 
Um, now we're still to contribute to it. It's it's going to motor neuron disease determined, which is uh, uh, Anto Finnegan, ex county footballer and hurler. Um, you know, that's he's on the jersey. So we've a donation to give to it, like, and we're probably end up about a thousand pound just for you know a simple thing of everybody looking at jersey. So yeah, it's worked out simple stuff, and you know it's it's been great. Like everybody sort of. But anyway, it's been Jersey's going there. We were the same. Outer, outer Hebrides, the Shetlands. I, I, sent two, I sent two of these Fellas. jumpers down to Cork, Holly. Yeah, I heard. I've seen, yeah. seen one of them, yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. It's sort of over to Liverpool and Wales, Cork, a lot of tip men got involved, you know, so that's, it's a big draw for them, like. Yeah, still, uh, hopefully, I'll get my social one here, social and park way, one here. Next and the way, Brindy, and the way about, yeah, blame on posted. I'm, I'm, tax, I'm taxing you going, did you get your jersey? And you're saying it's land behind your house, must be at the big, it was land behind the city. I, was, uh, I texted, yeah, Brindy texted me, and he was like, did you get the jersey yet? And I was like, no, no sign of it. And I was like, Jesus, and I was sitting down on the sofa, and there was a blue bag beside the sofa, and I was going. I said, Emma, where did that come from? And she was like, I don't know, I've never seen it. I was there going like, how did it get from the front door? <laughs> the dog brought it in. That's about five days later <laughs> than everybody else down there got theirs like, so he must have a big house there. It was in the third story, so it was. The dog, the dog goes yeah. to the postman and if he can't get the postman, he gets the post and he dragged it in and put it in yeah. the corner of the sofa by the wall. But uh, yeah, I was delighted when I got it. But look, I suppose it's like, we're all saying it. I don't know how it's not bigger so far. Like I think, I think the one stumbling block yeah. people do have does. I do think because winter, because it, it is more more players play in the winter than during the summer because obvious reasons. As I said they're all involved with coaching, the holidays and whatnot. But I think the, I think an astroturf is is a, is a great starting point. Um, three yeah. G or four G, and they're popping up everywhere. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be a full size one, and it doesn't have to be a huge one. Anything yeah. at all that can cater for a five on five, six on six, that's yeah. all. And there's one, like I know down in Cork now, you couldn't go 10 miles without fight, without passing one, you know. Um, and like, I just, as I said, I just think it's amazing the way that 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 the, the, the six counties up where you are, like that you're so active in it in comparison to the rest mm-hmm. of the country and the traditionally McCarthy counties, let's say the southern half from Galway to Wexford and down, like, there's only ourselves. No, no, Tipperary started up. Um, I was chatting to Philip from Limerick. He's on about we're trying to get him going in in the new year. Um, I think there was another group in where was it? Kilkenny were active for a while. I don't know how active yeah. they were. I know the Galway boys are active. They're out. They're out the last three weeks. Yeah, here, but it's uh, it's something you kind of go like, how is it not more? Yeah, here, you know, there's yeah. what ten or twelve up here. Like Dungan yeah. started there as well, and this one, like, yeah. So it seems to be, I think everybody's catching on and I think in terms of it, the more that word gets out. Yeah. The good, good thing about it is people are starting to realise it's a good way if you are coaching the coaching the wee, say, under 10 team. You're meeting, boy, if you go up to Belfast or somewhere, you're meeting two or three lads from different clubs, so it's a way of boosting your boosting your contact base mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, you and Yeah, You can arrange friendlies and stuff like that there. You can take the kids up the, up the country, like, and yeah. No, it's just big, you know, the friendships you've made here, you know, we're all involved with teams and, you know, you know all their players from all clubs, but the friendships you've made now with, you know, so many yeah. other people here that you wouldn't have knew. People massive walks of life, I think. I think yeah, it's yeah. massive. People that I never would have socialised with or met before, mm-hmm. 
that I know spending time with every week having a crack with like I know during lockdown uh, we had that uh, we had that Saturday night call you came on and yeah. big Liam from, from Kilkenny mm-hmm. who's been getting powerful my debuts after our from our last couple of weeks he, he's dishing it out but he, he's getting a wee bit back like <laughs> we had um, with um, Sully from Belfast as well and it was just yeah. more a case of having a lot having a lot of just right. in the breeze and talking, talking, hurling and talking how things were going. Yeah. Like. And it's yeah. you're, you're starting to talk to people throughout throughout the country, like you know, and everybody. It's a great way of boosting the. It's, the, it's like it's a, a network. A, like. It's a great little community, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I suppose from from my own point of view, like as I say, I'm, I'm a Belfast man. I, I I didn't hurt at all when I was up in Derry. Um, and I say it started it started there two years ago at the underage under sixes. Um, when we lab, he he sort of was at that age, my firstborn. So um, for me, it's a great way to get to know some of these lads that are involved in the other clubs coaching, and in a in a way that I you can go to these courses and you can go to one bag or you can go to and 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 the Celtic Park and you know it, it courses you might meet again you mightn't see him again for another year or another six months whatever. But this way you're seeing these guys every week weekend we are talking to each other every week. We have now started talking about the new year, about blitzes, and about h- how we can get around this COVID thing, um, and how how you know right. Well, who are you involved with? What age group are you involved with next year in your club? And I'm involved with this, and he's involved with that, and she's involved with that, whatever. So it's a great way. It definitely is a great way for that networking that in that sense as well. For me, as I say, as a blow in uh, that that didn't know any of these guys, that didn't know any of these teams, didn't know any of these clubs. And I just I approached our club. Now our club are very good, I have to say, and they have kind of let me. They've given me the the, the slitter as, as opposed to the ball, but they've given me a slitter and says, "There's new going on with that. That's your wee project. You develop hurling if you want hurling to work. You develop it." So it has kind of cut back on a lot of my work of emailing and and for, trying to find phone, phone numbers for people or trying to contact clubs. Yeah, your contact you know, is there. Exactly, it's everything is there every single Monday night. And if if I'm going down and I'm chatting to Brian, I'm saying, Brian, listen, I'm I'm involved there with the under eights this year. And he, Brian may say, well, I'm not I'm not the guy with the under eights this year. I'm under twelves, but um, I, I'll give you I'll give you a uh, Collins number. He's mm-hmm. our he's our under eight guy this year, or, or under nine as it is this year. He's our under nine guy this year. Uh, and and such and such talking to, over talking to Brian. I believe you're involved with such and such, Ross is under under twelve this year. I well you know exchanging numbers and also it's great, yeah. brilliant for mm-hmm. that. Yeah, Paul. Yeah. What club were you with in Belfast? I was with St Bridget's. Oh, St Bridget's. Oh, yes, yeah. St Paul's you... was a youngster, and then St Bridget's oh. later on in life. Oh. That shower, oh. Brendan, is it? So, what? That shower. Oh no, <laughs> it's 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 a sudden. Maybe he was going to say a Johnny's or something. Then we were sort of going to get stuck on him a bit. <laughs> he knows a crack there. <laughs> but that's that's our neighbours. St Paul's our neighbours. Not too bad. Yeah, it'll be worse. <laughs> I actually, I suppose, look, we'll, we'll nearly wind it up, but I was, I, we, I got married there during the summer back in August and I had plans. I was actually chatting to Jarmac, uh, Brindley, about it. I might try to get in with you on the Thursday night because I worked the plan because we were supposed to go abroad, obviously, but with COVID. But I worked the plan that I was going to do a lap of Ireland and try to get in a few social hurlers once I got to the top. We actually, we actually had to come home early. We came home on the Monday, I think. Um, but the plan was to get out to Claudia that Monday night. And yeah. I didn't get to Belfast for, for the Thursday night. Thursday night? No, I was going yeah, to hang around Belfast for three nights. So I was going, ah, oh, no. <laughs> um, in the summer there, Colin, we had Mickey Mullins from originally Napiersig. He's yeah. now 
Um, we used to go down when we were kids and played in the Jack Lynch in the Piercy. Mm-hmm. I am talking when I was under 13, under 12. Um, we stayed in Mickey Mullins' house. We stayed in Christy Connery's house. Yeah. All the um, young fellas were playing for Cockley. Foreign Ree and all the holes. We all stayed in that area, you know, yeah. years ago. So we we actually stayed in a place called Loda. Just yeah. We stayed there cool. every summer with O'Donovan Ross. Brilliant. Um, for years and years, you stayed in the dormitories and two busloads of mad kids from Belfast brought down there every year. Uh, we were coached by Justin McCarthy. Um, ended up a few matches in the old Corky Cave. You know, we're, we were in Cork every year, twice a year, and we made so many friends down there. I'd say Mickey yeah. Mullins was up in the summer, seeing my mother. Yeah. And he brought young Mihal. He was playing minor at the weekend. Uh, yeah. Um, and he was he was training. I helped with sort of our minor team, and he was training that night with us. You know, and mm. uh, see they get beat there last week, and they did. Nice, uh, but no, we've we've our our club was a big affiliation with Cork like for years, and we've met Tony O'Sullivan managers at times to kill my cut crooks at the sevens, and um, you know, so that would be over the years like the Piercy and, and Cork was. Yeah, I have a few lads. I have a few lads on the other podcast. I don't know if any of you listen to the the Roy Orbison coach coaching one that we do. Um, but they're the two boys, and we're mad that we're going to go to Belfast and do a coaching session for our best listeners. And I think Char and uh, one of the other lads are weekly listeners. So I, I say, hopefully, if we get through this bloody COVID mm, next yeah. summer, next summer we might try to get up for. for no, let's say enough. we're trying to get something organised, yeah. and you know, sort of everybody can. Come and you know, if we can get a sort of a date when everything's safe yeah. again, and get Abbotstown again at some stage for a, a starting point. And I said, I know we'd more, I, I know, I, I think I said it last year on Twitter that we'll try to get around to each of the provinces, uh, each, yeah, or you know, somewhere in March, somewhere in June, somewhere in yeah, August, and yeah. finish off right. somewhere in November, maybe. But, uh, like I said, look, we're obviously not going to go to all of them, but as I said, if you're getting away to one or two of them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it was a good say, experience. Abbotstown last year, Colin was fantastic, wasn't it? Ah, it was great. It was brilliant up there. No, uh, it, was, it, was. it was great. It was great. It was great just to see people, Brendan. Yeah, everybody. Great day out. Yeah, everybody. You know, it was like you were you were like you were playing a championship match again. See in the morning, you know, the buzz of boys on the bus and. You know, it's uh, there, uh, was sad, it was, there, there were sad cases when you look back at how mad, how hyper everybody was. <laughs> <laughs> and and Ryan and the spoke to Paul and Brandy about it, but we are planning, uh, we've done you know, same as Brandy, you know, a bit of charity work around the area, but uh, it's, it all depends what when you're up, Collie. But we're planning a six hour hurtathon in June, July. Time. Actually, so I wouldn't be able for that, no, <laughs> no, no, basically, yeah, basically, what it'll be is I know I've spoke to Paul and Brandy about it, but we'll. Hopefully, get the details out in the new yeah. year. But Brilliant. everybody's allowed to everybody come down. You fire, we sort the pitches out. You fire a tenner in, the whole lot goes to one of the local charities. That, that sounds like an hour's hurling and five hours painting to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, here, I tell you what, there's a, lo- there's a, wee, there's a wee local bar that does, a, does the mobile mobile paint stick. So <laughs> we're going to maybe, maybe arrange something there. <laughs> will, we, uh, will we have to pay a tariff though, crossing over to you? Know, <laughs> sorry, but we'll be all right. Well, our paints are still a good bit cheaper. Never mind the tariff anyway. We can still get you a paint for three thirty here in Belfast, the PD or somewhere. So we call. That's all right. I'll have a mix it with a seven up and I'll have a nice shandy and be happy out. Um, um, right, lads. Anything else to add before we finish up? I suppose no. before before you go, 
I look, I hope to do another two or three or talk to a couple more people about social hurling around the country. And, and I'm going to get the lads from Galway and then the lads, there's a couple in active in Dublin and the lads in Tipperary as well. And wherever else, I'm just going to try to, to give them a bit of exposure, give everybody a bit of exposure because I think everybody, if one crowd are doing well, that'll kind of it's a domino effect like you know we yeah, we, we yeah, would yeah. we would have started it in cork now i'm not saying we started because i know there was crowds active in dublin before we even got up and run but it was a kind of a domino effect then the half-face hurlers got on and then Derry and lurgan and lisburn and king army were there for a while and it's just everybody's just kind of following on so as i said the more that are doing it the better because then when you go to abbotstown the better the crack will be the better the mix yeah. and you know things like that and like as i said the biggest problem we have in cork is we're so far away from ye like, I know that some yeah. I don't know if you wanted to get together, you could all hop in a bus and you could do it. But for us, we, we don't really have that opportunity because there's not enough, enough air, I suppose, areas down this side of the country making it easily and accessible. But uh, do you want to give, just give a plug to your Twitter handles there? And we'll just so that people can, anyone wants to follow you and see what you're active. Fire yeah, with. we're um, on uh, at, at Social Dera. Um, and you'll see us, we're kind of, we're trying to be active now. I know the half pace hurlers, we, we've, a, we've a trick to learn from the boys. The boys are, they love Twitter. But yeah. uh, I, it's just at, at social dera. Also, we're that, there's, nothing, there's nothing when we're drank involved. <laughs> we're trying to do it on a social time. Certain time of Saturday nights, right? No more. Brendy, what's your Twitter handle there, Brent? Ours is uh, at half pace hurling. Um, and it's just your basic Belfast social hurling scene, you know, the famous world, the world famous half pacers, yeah, as we're getting called now, you know, yeah, <laughs> right. But no, it's 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 so all good ours stuff. is at Lurgan Social, and oh, again, it's sort of one of the, I try to keep off Twitter on this on the odd Saturday night, like so. It's normally normally the banter goes into the group, the wee WhatsApp group on the Saturday night. No, I. Pulled out it. Our WhatsApp group was crazy. Saturday nights, bonkers. See Sol and feel Absolute mayhem. So it's just, it was wiped. Jeez, it was unreal. The stuff that they're singing three o'clock in the morning. You're getting up the next day and you WhatsApp and Sol's on the banjo playing the singing songs. Brendan, throw me onto that one there. That sounds like great crack. Um, <laughs> I, uh, it's mad. I've the I do it from time to time. I'll just put administrator can only uh, comment because sometimes the boys will just go on and tangent there now, and I'll be like, <laughs> nobody wants to be listening to the nonsense between two fellas. Um, yeah. So that's yeah. it. So look, I leave it at that, lads. Thanks very much for your time. Um, Thank, you. Hopefully, right. Thank you. Thank you. Hopefully, we'll all get to see each other in real person sooner rather than later, and we'll have a we can have a the blitz, the next blitz, and it said be it the six hour harlotan or the six hour get together. <laughs> broken down in whatever way you want um, but no it's great look and let's look thanks very much and I'll uh, as I said we'll hopefully get to talk to a few more over the next few weeks but as I said if anyone has any questions there are the Twitter handles fire onto them and uh, get asking alright thanks All right, lads good luck man good man cheers thanks, thanks.